0: Sunday sit down on Algoa FM. Calum Scott. The song's called Cross Your Mind. Just after half past twelve, and it's a very good afternoon. And welcome to your first visit to the Algoa FM house uh, in the Valley of Dreams, as we like to call it. Linda Mzamane. Did I pronounce that correctly?
1: Correct, you pronounced it. Oh, good.
0: but bless you for for no clicks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I only have one click. I'm, yes. I'm sorry to say that, uh, and I don't want to take any flack for it. Yeah, I yeah. only have the one click, so whether it's, you know, no matter which one is this, I'm only capable of the one. <laughs> um, you are, is, is it a recent appointment, editor of Clicks Club magazine?
1: Um, no, not too recent. I am clocking nearly two years now. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, not new.
0: So you then got that position at a time when… Not being able to meet in person was um, the norm, yep. um, and it must have caused you, out of necessity, to sharpen up the offering that you had, because now that's all we had. Absolutely. No in-store shopping. Uh, communication remains completely vital. You want your brand to be still top of mind.
1: That's true. That's true. I mean, I think from a magazine perspective, more than ever, I think during the sort of um, pandemic period when everyone was locked down, entertainment and content became the most important thing because, you know, that's what people had to go to um, to keep themselves occupied during that time. So I think our role became even more important as uh, magazine content producers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's start with the all important question. Where are you from?
1: Originally, I am from East London.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I'm a girl from East London, also grew up in Alice when I was a really nice. young girl and went to boarding school in Gramstown for most of my life. Then I was in Cape Town where I studied for university and then moved to Joburg before moving back down here again. So I've kind of done a little round robin <laughs> yes, around I the country.
0: <laughs> but, but also you, you've, uh, uh, I suppose, unintentionally mm-hmm. caused yourself to have a very varied uh, experience of um, urban, rural, hectic urban, and th- the most hectic urban in South Africa, meaning Joburg. <laughs> Joburg, yeah. Uh, and then, why back to Olga Country? <laughs>
1: You know what? Um, family is the most important thing. And most of my family is here in the Eastern Cape, you know. Also, I met a husband who happened to bring me back home. <laughs> so he was like, kumbulekaya, come back. So um, that's how I ended up back here, yeah. Oh,
0: well, we saw his tricks. Good job. <laughs> um, but surely pleased to, to, to some extent that yes, that's the case. Absolutely. So uh, you said family. Who all is, is um, your family?
1: Gosh, yo, my family is vast. Um, my maiden name is Mali. Right. And, um, my father is a man called Ray Mali, who was, um, oh big well in the I cricket. Yeah, yes. cricket fraternity. Yes. Um, cricket South Africa president at some point, ICC president, um, internationally at some point. Um, now he's an old man, lives on a farm in East London and tends to his cattle there, lives a nice, quiet life. But, um, yeah, so I come from the Mali family. It's a very big family, uh, across the Eastern Cape. And, um, that's basically where my roots are from.
0: Right, yeah. and your studies were what?
1: I studied um, journalism. Uh, you know, I, 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 mean, having been in Grahamstown my whole life, uh, one would be surprised. Why didn't you study journalism at Rhodes? Yeah, and I just kind felt of like, oh gosh, I'd been in Grahamstown twelve years. I just wanted to break out, and so, so I went as far away as I could think, South Africa, in, locally anywhere. I went to Cape Town, and decided to pursue a degree there in uh, media studies and industrial sociology. So that's what I did.
0: Okay, so so quite a bit of depth added to to your Journalism yes, qualification. Yes. Despite the fact that you were in the place that is the home of Grocott's Mail and EWN. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, just checking. Yeah. Um, d- for sticking. Journalism for me is also somewhat of a calling because there's there's an objectivity you need to maintain, but a sensitivity and you also not need to make sure that you can distance yourself, I suppose, su- sufficiently from the horror stories.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think for me um, when I sort of was looking at the various beats and directions within journalism that I wanted to follow, I was definitely more of a lifestyle content producer. I am a storyteller at heart. Um, It was also another alternative for me in terms of another skill set I had, which was music. I was really into oh. music, very passionate about music. When I was, And are you musical? I'm musical, correct, oh, yes. Wow. I used to sing in the National Youth Choir of South Africa when I was about 18, 19. And so, you know, having old school parents who I could not convince that um, it was a viable career for me to follow a musical passion, um, I then, you know, felt that journalism was the next best thing. And in a way, <laughs> somewhere down the line, I could sort of merge the two further on in my career, I reasoned. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. But didn't screw
1: <laughs> Yes, I mean, you know what? Somehow, I was able to kind of pursue both um in parallel. You know, I think my magazine and my media career took off, but I also maintained a musical career on the side as well, being in bands, performing, singing. Um, so I was able to kind of do both.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. So, a, a, a question then is, um, publishing in South Africa will have transformed greatly, um, particularly in the last let's let's call it twenty. Ish years. Is, yeah. With with the advent of digital, with convergence of media being a real thing. Yeah. There, there must be a couple heroes and I don't know why my mind goes to Jane Raffaele, for instance, of, of Cosmopolitan. Yes. Our very own kind of editorial Margaret Thatcher yep. is, is kind of how she is in my mind. And then, of course, her, her daughter Carolyn kind of yes. taking things over. Yep. Were, were they any kind of inspiration to you along the way? Or, or were they um, better role models?
1: You know what? The Raffaele's are a um, huge influence on my career. You know, um, back in the early days, I did work for Cosmopolitan and at the time the helm of Vanessa Raffaele, so the daughter, and um, it was probably one of my steepest learning curves being in that brand. It was an international brand, the standards were extremely high, so it was really in terms of my career the steepest learning curve I had and so to have been you know um, under the tutelage of a family like the Rafaelis was a huge privilege and um, I learned a lot at that time and of course in the last 20 years as you say publishing and the magazine industry has changed a lot not just a
0: lot it's it's transformed completely transformed and
1: if you didn't transform you die right as you can see magazine shelves now are not what they used to be 10 years ago lit three years ago things have changed a lot and those who were unable to evolve unfortunately you know Um, dust.
0: Went the way of the dinosaurs.
1: Absolutely. So um, that's what I think a lot of brands had to catch on as early on as they could in terms of how do we keep up with the speed at which news and content is being consumed now? How do we keep up with Instagram and social media? And people can't wait a month now to talk about, I don't know, a celebrity story that broke three weeks ago. Mm. They've already read it online somewhere. So how do you keep up with that? So I think that was the challenge a lot of brands had to face and, and those that are still around nowadays I guess, have been able to successfully do it to a degree.
0: Hmm. So just over two years or around two years into, into your editorship of the Clicks Club magazine, w- what has it done differently or better under your stewardship? Or, or, and to add to that question, what is the way forward for you?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think uh, Clicks as a brand also um, sort of understood the need to be where its customers were and decided early on as well to sort of make that transition to digital from print. So for when did we transition? At the end of last year, we actually stopped printing altogether the magazine wow. and we went completely virtual and we wanted to create a mo- mobile first sort of uh, magazine consumption experience for users where you could swipe through the magazine and importantly, short circuit the path to purchase So that you are Uh actually shopping the magazine. It's not a catalogue. It's actually a magazine as you would normally consume. But now every product is shoppable. So you're reading an article about... I don't know, supplements or whatever, and you decide, oh, I want to try that, add to shopping cart. So it immediately adds, as you're reading, whatever you want to purchase to your shopping cart. So um, those advances have really, really helped the brand to kind of transition and to be able to keep up in that regard. And, um, you know, as I said, short-circuit uh, paths to purchase.
0: Yeah, so historically, kind of beauty, small-appliance some sweets and and and, and yep. now, of course, the product offering has expanded vastly. We include pharmacies into the mix. Yes. That that's a whole other kettle of fish, though, isn't it? Yes. Because that comes with a lot of rules, a lot of protocols, um, and and stuff like that. How how do you kind of? fit them all together.
1: Yes, Um, you know what, I think from a retail perspective I can't speak to that so much you know you've got obviously the people that are working in-house at Clicks that kind of um, focus on that but from a content perspective where pharmacy is concerned you've obviously got to be extremely careful in the kind of information that you put out there disclaim a lot about the fact that before you commence any kind of treatment you've got to consult your doctor. We are just here to advise, give information and um, you know leave it up to the reader to sort of communicate with their medical professionals before commencing any kind of treatment and there's certain things government protocols that we obviously have to abide by yeah, a wildly
0: um, regulated industry.
1: absolutely i mean you just have to think about baby products for example there's certain things that we cannot um, promote about baby products or you know say so you've kind of got to really walk that line and just kind of um, keep top of mind what those are in terms of what you can and can't say
0: mm. so what's next
1: For the magazine itself, you know what, I think that we have been tracking the progress of this transition. It's been going really, really well. People have really enjoyed being able to access the magazine the the way that they've had now. Also, you know, it's 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 open now to to non-ClubCard members who want to experience the magazine and then join ClubCard through that um, platform as well. So I really think um, we've kind of spent the year looking at that model, seeing how it's going and uh, conducted some surveys about it. So we want to really just focus on that more, grow it more, offer people content. 10 types that they want to engage with more video content for example is something that we're looking to expand so um yeah there's a lot of exciting stuff in the works for the magazine
0: yeah um, do you have any downtime, any free time? How do you socialize? Do you cook? Do you go out? Do you order in?
1: Gosh, you know, um, I, I do cook. Um, I enjoy cooking for the family. And um, downtime, gosh, I think um, it's hard, you know, when you're a mother of two littlies, uh, two toddlers. which uh, One is five, one is two. And, um, yeah, that's that very busy age. So um, outside of work, <laughs> you know, I'm a wife, I'm a mom. Um, I also um, help my um, um, husband and we work together on his um, on the on the family business there. That's atla- so Atlantic glass. Atlantic Glass and Aluminium, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so so we do that as well, and so it's so a lot of time. Um, but yes, we do try. <laughs> and then you
0: have uh, like side job as a voiceover artist in a voiceover artist in at least two languages.
1: Yes, yes, I am okay, um, not yep. just a one
0: trick pony. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? I think
1: that if covid has taught us anything, it is to kind of work with what we've got, you know? Um use all your skills at your disposal. Multiple income streams. It's important for all of us nowadays to be thinking about just to kind of secure our families and secure our futures and things like that. And and voice artistry is something that I've always enjoyed, you know, since and i got into it by complete accident of course but um it's just something that i've really really always enjoyed and try to keep active with um as much as possible so yes really nice i do it in english and closer yeah yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, that was um, the 12-minute version of uh, <laughs> Linda Mzamane, um, the editor of Clix Club magazine. Thank you so much for taking a little time out of
1: Sunday. What's for lunch today? For lunch today, I hadn't actually thought that far. I was just focusing on meeting you and chatting to you today. But an so order-in day. Or yeah, probably. Day. I mean, this weather is just is calling me for curry or something, so maybe something like that. And there's a whole new mall to explore. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. It's probably so busy today, but yes, yes, that's an option.
0: Cool. Enjoy the rest of Sunday. Thanks for much for um, popping in to say hi and let, uh, letting us find out a little bit more about you and uh, the Clicks uh, Club Card magazine as it has been forced to evolve.
1: Thank you cool. so much for having me.
0: Your Digital Library Experience Podcasts from AlcoaFM.co.za.